This is Gene MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife. Here is another audio track to help women with the different issues which affect and afflict us during our midlife transition and beyond. As you would have heard me say, I recognise that midlife women are the busiest women on the planet. They don't have time to watch long videos or read long articles. So we offer our longer items on audio tracks like this, so you can listen to them on your phone as you do other things. If you want to see and hear about the full range of support we provide for midlife women, visit us at www.midlifebutterflyclub.org and start by looking at our online magazine. In the meantime, I hope you find useful and enjoyable this audio track. And I want to talk to you today about the woman's midlife transition. So you may be asking, why is that significant or important? And I would say two things. It's important because it's a very significant change for the woman concerned as she moves from being a young woman into a midlife woman. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. But it's also important from a social and society point of view because midlife women have a major contribution to make to improving our society. Indeed, you can see some stellar examples of that already, that there are not enough of them. And so in this talk, I hope we will be able to see ways of facilitating more women embracing their midlife transition and moving on to great things. So the um, term midlife uh, is comparatively new and I first came across it in a book by Marianne Williamson called uh, The Age of Miracles Embracing the New Midlife and that was very revealing because she explained that with modern health conditions and so forth uh, we have in midlife almost a rebirth because we have the prospect of another 40 to 50 years life um, as we go on whereas previously our parents and certainly our grandparents didn't really have much more than 10 to 15 years to live after they reached the midpoint in their in their lives. So um, the um, thing here really was that uh, I owe great debt to Marianne Williamson and she has made a lot of uh, books and so forth, but uh, other sorry, videos and things uh, about this. But I've moved on and now um, I wrote my book um, in 2016 love, sex, and the midlife woman, and then subsequently went on to found the new midlife woman community as a Facebook group, and I'm now launching the Midlife Woman Academy. So I think that probably if you've listened this far, you've got three questions bubbling around in your head. The first one is, well, why does it matter to me if uh, there's a midlife woman transition, um, and why should I uh, bother to know more about it? And I'll say, well, that I've already said it's important both for the individual, who we would obviously want to help someone who is in, uh, in, in a condition of stress, um, but also for society. Um, but I'm guessing that most of the people who are listening to this are women, midlife women probably, who've either completed their transition or are well through it. Because uh, in the course of this talk, I hope you'll recognize much of what I have to say as having been something which you 
have experienced, even though you didn't necessarily understand what was going on at the time. Uh, the second question you might be asking is, um, well, who are you uh, and what gives you the right to talk about the midlife women's transition? Well, I'd say two things um, that either qualify me or disqualify me from being authoritative in this area. One is that when I wrote my book, Love, Sex and the Midlife Woman, um, I made no secret about it in the, about the author section, saying that I was born a boy and lived the early part of my life as a man. And um, you may well say, well, in that case, uh, how can you talk authoritatively about the woman's midlife transition? It's a fair comment. But I have lived now as a woman for over 30 years and I've enjoyed the company of many midlife women who've told me their experiences, their challenges, um, the stress and distress as they move through that period and about their lives today. And I, I have to say all that went to, into the book. I, I gradually really formed the impression that this was what uh, was going on and was significant and put it into the book. And then subsequently, as I said, have uh, worked to build up support for midlife women going through this process uh, with the new midlife women community face group and the uh, now launching new midlife women academy the second reason i think it might help is that a lot of the problems that midlife women have go back to midlife men and i feel that i can give useful information about midlife men and um their state of mind, what they are looking for, and that would make it easier for midlife women to get um, the love and support that they want from usually midlife men, um, and um, it makes that side of their life easier and uh, more fulfilling. The third question you would ask is, well, what did you find out about this midlife transition? And I'd say I found three things. Firstly, it is a natural process. And I shall be talking, it's much more than just the menopause. It's a natural process which comes to the majority of women one way or another. The second thing is it follows a predictable pattern. Um, and the third thing is that that pattern can be brought, brought broken down into uh, a number of phases, four phases I see it as. And I think it's helpful to see those phases separately because they help one to navigate through the transition to a successful outcome. So now we're going to look more deeply into the area of the midlife transition, which as I've said is a natural process, but it isn't easy. And um, I was going to tell you a story that happened in, in my life uh, about um, a cousin that I had by marriage, who I knew quite well when he was younger, um, but then lost touch. Well, I just lived in another part of the country. And um, uh, he then invited me to his wedding. So when I went to the wedding, of course, I knew him, but I hadn't met the bride before. And I formed an impression um, as, uh, uh, in that of her as being um, very sweet, charming, um, but if, if I may say so, insubstantial. Um, but, you know, I, she was obviously very nervous being her wedding day, so I wouldn't have thought she necessarily came across as that forcefully. Um, but anyway, that was that was how all I knew about her. Subsequently, I heard that uh, they had two children and um, that she'd had a difficult time possibly with postnatal depression. But subsequently, in 
running the household, managing the children, and uh, possibly also working as well. All these things were um, getting, she wasn't really able to cope. And fortunately, uh, her husband, my cousin by marriage, was very supportive and able to help her during that period. So because they live in a different part of the country, I had no further contact with them until a few years ago. And uh, I arranged with uh, my cousin uh, to meet at a motor racing event. And um, I, unbeknown to me, he came in a motor caravan. He was coming in a motor caravan and brought his wife. So I was absolutely amazed at the woman that I met. Here was this very together authoritative woman who told me that she now was a registrar of births, deaths and marriages. That's a responsible job, I'm sure you know, but it also involves marrying people. And you can't be um, a weary wimp doing something like that. You've got to have that gravitas. And she certainly had all that. I thought, where's this woman come from? So different, unrecognizable from the woman I remembered of the wedding, perhaps 25 years before. So that was one of the examples of the midlife woman transition that went into my head in the mix and so forth, which came out with my subsequent ideas. And I met many impressive and successful women who are uh, through the midlife transition. And the one thing that I gather from all of them is none of them had an easy journey. And this is regrettable, but probably necessary in the process. Before we knew about the midlife transition, we only really had the term menopause um, to guide us that something was happening. There's obviously a series of major physical changes that go on at this time for midlife women. But um, the main thing is that uh, it was a serious source of shame and embarrassment. And so women didn't talk to, to too much about it. Um, they just put up with it. Um, but when women did talk to each other about it, they made no secret of the fact that it was horrible. Um, and they felt very isolated, alone, got very little medical support or even sympathy, um, just told to get on with it. So when uh, one, I'm asked by women, do you have to have started the menopause before you start the midlife woman transition? I would say not necessarily, because the early symptoms of the midlife transition are a feeling uh, that things are changing. Things that were previously predictable and under control are now moving out of control. And I'll talk quite a lot about the earthquake zone, but I can imagine living in an earthquake zone where you have tremors and so forth. Um, your big concern, your big fear is, will they get worse and act, turn into an actual earthquake? Um, and when these uh, uncertainties start, um, it's very distressing. And with it goes quite a lot of emotion, um, fear that um, you're no longer uh, in control. And if it does get worse, could it lead to uh, a total meltdown or what used to be known as a nervous breakdown? So all of this conspires to make the woman feel very uneasy, very stressed and very distressed if it's really bad. Because I should be talking about some of the factors that contribute to that. But I've given this area the name confusion because that's really what the woman feels, confused, that things that she felt were under control are no longer so and could be getting worse. Now, the uh, analogy which I use here, which I hope is helpful, is of a caterpillar in a chrysalis turning into a butterfly. So we can imagine, well, if we could try and imagine what goes on in the chrysalis, this uh, caterpillar started off 
um, creating its own cocoon, then going into it and falling asleep. Some time later, it wakes up and becomes aware of the fact that it's now entrapped in this chrysalis that it's created. Um, and there's a degree possibly of panic if caterpillars, stroke, butterflies can panic and concern about how to get out of it and certainly a certain amount of struggle. So um, while we're imagining, can you imagine a butterfly flying past and seeing this struggling bag of the chrysalis and flying down and whispering into it? Don't worry. You are in the process of changing and you will one day escape from this uh, chrysalis and become a butterfly with beautiful wings, which will enable you to fly wherever you want to. And then, well, in this story, the butterfly flies off, but it's done a lot of good because it's given the second ingredient in this phase of the, um, uh, of the midlife woman's process of recognition. And I'll give you a more practical example, which I probably experienced, of if you go to the doctor with an ailment and you describe your symptoms and at the end of it, uh, the doctor says, well, it looks like you've got or sounds like you've got this, that or the other. Um, and uh, I'm not going to give you any medication, but I suggest you take these steps to look after yourself and uh, make yourself more comfortable. Uh, and you'll find that within a few days or a week or two, it will go. Now, the amazing thing is when that happens is you feel better just by being told what's going on. Give it a name uh, and also a feeling that other people know what it's all about and that you'll be all right. So recognition is very important. But the problem is that for many women going through the midlife crisis, they're so upset, so emotional, that they don't not readily able to listen. So it needs gentle and occasional periodic um, mentioning that this is a natural process. They will get through it and there's good stuff on the other side. So I said that uh, I do my best to help in this area by the foundation of the New Midlife Women community as a Facebook group. And now we are launching the New Midlife Women Academy with a number of programs to help midlife women through this process. And um, individually, you can help. You can help by joining the midlife woman, uh, New Midlife Women community on Facebook. It's free. Um, and put your two penneth in, but also hear and see what's going on so that you can help midlife women in distress who are going through some difficult times by telling them what you know, both from your experience and what we're able to assemble in the group. So let me go back now to the four phases. So we've talked about the first one, which is called confusion and recognition. Um, and its principal thing is fear of what is going on and what could happen and getting worse. The second stage um, I'm calling understanding and coping. So as a result of um, help and support from other people, or just even the passage of time, one begins to feel that, oh, right, so these are the things that are happening, the particular issues of um, children growing up, instability of work, or dissatisfaction with work, um, excuse me. Difficulties with partner, relatives being more demanding. All of these things are part of the process of change, things that are changing in one's life. And I feel that what one has to do here is separate on an individual basis which are the issues 
uh, that are causing this distress, because there may be one or even two that are causing particular distress. And the second one is um, what choosing what you can do something about. And this is where I quote this prayer, which you may have heard before, um, which is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change those I can and the wisdom to know the difference. You may have heard this before. Would you like me to read it again? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So this period is one of sticking it out, coping as best you can with the issues that are changing in your life, uh, making demands on you, and knowing that it is part of a process which is going to lead to the third phase. And the third phase I call uh, taking control and experimentation. Now there's a lot more room for maneuver. Some of the issues have resolved themselves, such as children leaving home. And then there is more room to start making those difficult decisions, which may involve such things as changing partner or changing career. And also experimentation, which is to try the things that you've dreamt of doing all your life and um, seeing whether you really do like them or once is enough. But either way, it's necessary to get those out of your system. And so during this period, one uh, has much more freedom and it's perhaps more pleasant and more excited, but very challenging, of course, if you're making those big changes in your life. And then finally, we move to the fourth phase, which I call purpose and passion. Once you've got your life as you want it, you have a platform of love and security that will enable you to take off and find your purpose, which is usually aligned to your passion as well. May not be obvious to you now, but in due course, it will become clear. And once you find that, you then become uh, able to spread your wings and uh, really um, fulfill your destiny. So these are the four phases which I talk about. But in, in, before I finish, I want to go back to talk about phase one, the uh, confusion and recognition. There's a bit more to say about that. It is sometimes, uh, in fact, actually at Google, you find a lot of people have Googled this midlife crisis and that people are concerned about women and men concerned about this midlife crisis that they've heard of. And the term originally um, was attributed to men, uh, but the, the, the men's midlife crisis and women's midlife crisis are very different, both in term and cause and in manifestation. So for men, uh, it's a concern that they're getting old, they're losing their mojo, they're losing their virility. Um, they again tend to become quite introverted and morose and difficult to talk to um, because they are going through this period. I think, you know, that statue of the thinker, right? that, that typifies the, the midlife man going through um, his maybe crisis or transition. Now, for women, um, there's a lot more external stuff that's going on. Oh, by the way, the manifestation that we talked about for the midlife men is usually fast cars and sometimes fast women because they're most anxious to prove to themselves and other people that they're still up for it. Now, women have a much different journey. Um, they are finding that certain things like children growing up um, uh, uh, and leaving home or potentially leaving home 
work which was necessary and they're quite willing to do that in order to um, contribute to the financial household uh, costs and so forth. Uh, now they look at it and say, is this really what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? It's not very fulfilling. Um, uh, I want to do something more worthwhile, uh, though I don't know what and I don't think know what I'm qualified to do. Uh, also, the partner that served very well for the previous 20, 25 years, um, difficulties may be creeping up. And um, so there's a concern about whether they um, are uh, going to stay with this partner or whether this partner needs to be shaken up or something like that. And then we've got the health issues. There are many other health issues that happen in a midlife woman's body, uh, quite apart from the menopause, which are part of the new person she is becoming. Uh, oh, and then we've got relatives, relatives who were previously supportive now become somewhat dependent, and they were another area of worry and, and concern. So I can imagine that if for a woman all these things hit simultaneously, then it's pretty close to a crisis. But for others, it's, uh, it's less so. But in all cases, I feel that we can help in one way by producing what I have done, the seven steps to survive the midlife crisis. I think it's called uh, Seven Step Survivor's Guide to the Midlife Crisis, the Women's Midlife Crisis. And you can get a copy of that free uh, down at the end. You'll find a, a link to do that. Um, and uh, you may find it useful, partly if you like to, to uh, what you went through yourself, but also to help other women who you find are in stress or distress uh, over something which you could imagine is the midlife transition doesn't have to be a crisis to be helpful so please take advantage of that if you feel you'd like to and I would then go on to say something else is don't trust a word that I've said unless it fits with your experience and observation in my many years of teaching people I've always used this uh, manifestation don't believe me believe what you can see and and experience um, to see whether it's true and I'm going to give you a little test here. I want you to think of three women who you've known for the last 20 to 30 years, or certainly a period long enough to include what might have been their midlife transition, and think about uh, the changes that have gone on for them. Um, now, I'd say to take it seriously, please write down the names of the three people, you, three women you select, um, either on a piece of paper or in your phone. So as you remember things about them, you can slot them in as well as part of your test of the validity of what I'm saying about the women's midlife transition. And I would be very grateful to have your feedback on this. You can email me, uh, my address is at the end, gene at lovemidlifewoman.com, and tell me whether you feel that you do have evidence to agree with what I've said so far, or otherwise. Now I'm going to finish with a story. A story is uh, a friend of mine called Anne, who um, at the age early 40s, or she, early 40s, maybe the mid 40s, started to have some very unpleasant experiences, which were quite emotional outbursts, really. They were of just crying, or there could have been anger, um, frustration, and they really took her over. Um, and But she was a strong character, and within a few hours, she would recover from them or maybe including like going to bed for a while or for the night. Um, and then she would say, I don't know what that was all about. I can't remember what set that off. Um, so she was in some mystery and so concerned about these things happening. Um, now, 
later on it became obvious i suppose uh, that the issues that were hitting her because she had no sign of the uh, menopause at that stage um or she didn't say she had or didn't recognize that she had um that certain issues in her life were changing her children were um leaving uh, home well the elder one was already away at college the younger one was leaving sixth form uh, leaving school to go to sixth form college um She'd recently given up uh, a high-powered career as a financial director of a multi-million pound company. And although she went in half a day a week as a consultant to keep an eye on things, um, her major roles had been given to other people. Um, third thing was that uh, her mother had a stroke and suddenly from being supportive uh, person who would uh, look after the children, it was the other, she had to be the supportive one visiting her in hospital and, and at home. Uh, I think her partner was also developing certain interests which made it possible that the relationship was going to come to an end because they would be incompatible. So all of the things, and then the health issues, which uh, the body changes I talked about, quite apart from the, the menopause, um, would have been there. But actually, she did have pain. She'd had pain in lower down. And uh, this was finally diagnosed as a growth on her womb which uh, was resolved by a hysterectomy. Now, in those days, it was a much bigger operation than, than it is today, involving a lot of body tissue loss and also um, uh, three months of recuperation. And after that, once she'd fully recovered, I could see that she, she'd moved into a stage where she was now taking control um, and um, of the bigger issues, in, uh, so that, she then went on. Uh, I remember she overcame certain demons. One was learning to swim. Um, another one was speaking in public. And another one was um, uh, traveling abroad on her own. And all of these things she set herself, I could see her set herself the challenge and then doing it and coming back a stronger person. So this was the experimentation period. She also got involved in certain other projects. She became uh, involved in managing a number of small companies using her financial skills and um, also got involved in network marketing where she learned a lot of new things. And um, then she settled down probably to, I would say, early 50s to um, something which was turned out to be her purpose and passion, which was building a property portfolio with uh, the intention that um, this would be to support uh, younger people getting on the property ladder. And that became a big preoccupation for, for many years and also made her a wealthy woman. So I think if you look back, you could see the different phases. Now, it wasn't structured, we had no uh, idea what was going on, but I think one could see that um, she dealt with the four areas, uh, or not, she experienced the four areas and dealt with the later ones um, very capably. And from that, we can see a certain amount of evidence uh, for the midlife transition, as I've described it in four phases. So that is um, as much as I want to say about the first phase of the midlife woman transition and um, in subsequent broadcasts I'll be talking about stages two three and four and I hope you'll join me on those because uh, if you've listened this far and found it helpful and recognizable then I think you'll be interested in some of the further things that I've got to say about the women's midlife transition. 
Thank you for listening to the end of this podcast. I hope you got some useful tips that you can apply in your own life. If you want more information, guidance and inspiration, visit us at www.midlifebutterflyclub.org and check out our online magazine. In the meantime, this is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife, signing off till next time. Bye.